Hello and welcome to Motorsport Week's The Support Series, the show where we talk about what is happening on the racetrack in the top junior single-seater series before any of the drivers make the leap up the ladder to Formula 1. Tom Cairns, your host, with Izzy Holman and Hannah Pathurk. We look at this season's W Series as the All Women's Championship returns after a year hiatus. Jamie Chadwick looks to defend her 2019 title, but can anyone stop her? Find out everything you need to know before the girls go racing this weekend at the Red Bull Ring. Hello Izzy, hello Hannah, how are we? The W Series finally returns after a year away due to the COVID-19 pandemic. How are we feeling for this weekend in Austria? In the Red Bull Ring, the first round of the season, and not only is it the first round of the season, but the W Series is also part of the Formula 1 support bill for all eight races that will be contested this season. Izzy, your thoughts on the season ahead? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I didn't watch W Series the first season, but I have just binge-watched the documentary. So hopefully that's caught me up on everything that happened in the first season. Um, and I just think it's so great that we get to see all these fantastic women racing alongside uh, the, the F1 races. And I think it's a really important step forward for women in motorsport. And I'm really excited to see what happens this season. Hannah, you've most certainly been following the W Series um, two years ago. We've saw, I've seen all six races that were broadcast live on, um, on Channel 4. And I think there was perhaps a good opportunity for those to get some more experience under their belts rather than trying to go for the championship. How do you think they will fare this season now that a lot of them have acclimatised to the machine? I think we're going to have an incredibly competitive season W Series. I obviously saw after in 2019 and I definitely agree that there was a lot of kind of adjustment for certain drivers, especially making transition back into single seaters. Whereas this time around, you've got an incredibly competitive grid with a lot of experience. A lot of drivers also balancing it with other commitments elsewhere. For example, Jamie Chadwick's extremely commitments. And especially the calendar as well. Of all... I have to admit, of all the single-seater kind of support series on the F1 calendar, W Series by far has the best one. I think of all of them, Silverstone, Hungary, Spa, Henta Zanvoort, and then over to America and Mexico, they've got incredibly exciting tracks and dynamic racing. And I think overall, we should be in for a great season ahead. Mm-hmm. So a rundown on who is driving where, well, who is competing in the W Series this year. There's no teams involved. All the drivers are racing for themselves. But a rundown on... Who is racing this season? You've got Abby Eaton from Great Britain, along with Alice Powell. There's Ayla, Gr- Ayla Agron from Norway, who's going into a maiden campaign. We've got Baiska Vitzer, who was runner-up in 2019. We've got Belen Garcia, who has been competing in the Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine in 2021. There's Bruna Tomaselli from Brazil, who's a rookie. You've got Emma Kimmelainen, who's won one of the races in 2019. We've got Fabian Folfand, another veteran from uh, Liechtenstein. There's Guzia Redetz who is a, was at first as a reserve driver this season, but has been called in to replace, I believe, um, Tasman Pepper or one of the other um, full-time drivers uh, due to COVID restrictions. Um, Ira Sidakova is another rookie from uh, Russia. Then there's the reigning champion, Jamie Chadwick, who is going for a second crown. Can anyone stop her? We'll find out soon enough. Jessica Hawkins, who's recently been announced as a driver ambassador at the Aston Martin Formula One team. She's racing. There's also Marta Garcia, a race winner at the Norris Ring in the very first uh, W Series campaign. There's Miki Koyama, highly regarded driver from Japan. There's Nerea Marti from Spain. There's Sabre Cook from the US. Sarah Moore from Great Britain. And there's Vicky Perea from Italy. 
And it's a, it's an interesting join up, uh, a driver lineup, guys. I mean, there's a lot of them. The majority of them have already raced in the W Series, so they know how the machine works. For a few of them, this is going to be quite a different experience to how they've been used to. I mean, you look at Abby Eaton, for instance, Hunter, who she's very much raced in like sports cars or touring cars. This is going to be a completely different kettle fish for her. Absolutely. I think it'll be an exciting time for her. I think she'll definitely be up for it. But coming from that sports car transition, I think it is, I think maybe some people underestimate how much of a change it is between heading back from single seats to sports car racing. And I think also the pressure. Obviously, last time they were putting more like um, DTM and GT races, whereas this time around they are on that F1 calendar. All eyes are going to be on them every race weekend. And I think for her, she I don't expect her maybe to mount a title campaign. I think it would maybe be a bit unrealistic. I think she's an incredibly talented driver and it wouldn't surprise me if she did, but I wouldn't expect her. I think, so I think for her, especially those early rounds with the double header in Austria, it's just going to be get consistent, get in the points and get to know those cars because they've obviously had the limited testing time in Anglesey and then heading into the championship and it's going to be full paces for them and especially combining it with other commitments. Mm-hmm. Izzy, out of all those drivers on the grid, who are you most looking forward to seeing how well they do in comparison to 2019? Well, obviously it'd be interesting to see if Jamie Chadwick can sort of make it a double championship um I've spent some time with Alice Powell so I think I have to say Alice Powell out of solidarity <laughs> um I'd really like her you know she had a um a few unfortunate races last year and so couldn't really get in there with with Jamie and with Bikes Kavissa for the for the title and I think it'd be interesting to see if she can do that this year um and Emma Kemalainen didn't do the first three races basically but um because of you know injury crashes injury uh, but then still came fifth, still won a race. So for her to have all eight races, I'm really excited to see, you know, how how she's going to do there. And especially because she's a, one of the older drivers. Um, so she's got a lot of experience, um, but she's kind of, you know, older than a lot of the Formula One drivers. So it'd be really interesting to see to see where she ends up. One driver I'm most certainly looking forward to actually is uh, Miki Koyama, who we felt that, you know, she was going to be one of those sort of, you know, midfield drivers, but her racecraft in 2019 was absolutely brilliant. And there was one race, I think, in Hockenheim or maybe one of the other races where she came through from the back and got up to like P7 or P8, which is quite outstanding given that these F3 cars that are designed by tattoos, they don't have DRS or anything like that. So it's pretty much pure racing. She's She clearly got a good handle on that car in 2019. I'm looking forward to see if she can do it again in, um, in 2021. So look at the calendar for this season for the 2021 W Series. There's the Red Bull Ring this weekend, hosting the first round, part of the Styrian Grand Prix weekend on the 26th of June. Then they race at the same circuit on the 3rd of July as part of the Austrian Grand Prix weekend. Then it's Silverstone on the 17th, followed by Hungara Ring on the 31st. And then after the summer break, it's Spa on the 28th of August, Sanford on the 4th of September. Then they go to the Circuit of the Americas on the 23rd of October as part of the United States Grand Prix weekend. And should the Mexican Grand Prix, or the Mexico City Grand Prix, I should say, go ahead, the season finale will be at the Autodromo Hermes Rodriguez on the 30th of October. So a completely different calendar, is he, to what we saw in 2019, because the W Series in 2019 wasn't part of the Formula Support Bill. It was more part of the DTM Support Bill, if you want to use that. This is going to be a completely different campaign, you would think now that it's part of the Formula Support Bill. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's not uh, any of the same tracks as the the first season. So there's no sort of, it's a bit of a level playing field there. Obviously, some of them will have experience on the tracks from other other things that they've done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, as Hannah was saying earlier, the calendar's amazing. I think definitely from any of the feeder series, it's, I think it's my favourite calendar. Um, sort of short but snappy. Uh, and I think they've sort of picked pretty much nearly all of my favorite circuits really or all of the ones I'm excited to see come back like Zandvoort and, and things like that so yeah hopefully they they do get out to uh America and to Mexico um and yeah just a brilliant calendar so more about what the W series is so the W series drivers are selected purely on their on their ability and the series's cars are mechanically identical which means that W series races and championships will be won by the most talented drivers rather than those with the wealthiest backers. The more high profile female role models it can create, the more W Series believes it will inspire young girls to go karting, bringing more females into the grassroots of the sports. Central to W Series's mission is the idea that if you can see it, you can be it, according to the W Series websites. This year, W Series will race alongside Formula One at eight Grand Prix weekends, as I've already mentioned. Now, what is the mission for the W Series? Well, it's more than 45 years since a female driver last started a championship Formula One Grand Prix. And unless a positive intervention is made, it could be another 40 years before a woman has the experience and qualifications to start a championship Formula One Grand Prix again. With the UN's gender equality deadline of 2030 closing in, the world needs to fast track change. We believe that W Series can be an important cultural catalyst for female empowerment. We want we want to build the world's most popular and inclusive female sporting series that inspires and empowers females to a part of motorsport on equal terms with men. In the process, we hope to create a platform to accelerate gender equality the world over. We want to see women from all over the world racing in the upper excellence of motorsport, including in F1. We want acceptance that female and male racing drivers can compete with one another on equal terms when given the same opportunities. So how will it, so in terms of how the race weekend would work, there's a practice session. Um, I think it's something like 45 minutes or somewhere along those lines. There's a qualifying session, which is about half an hour. And then we've got just the one race, just the one race that they'll be doing on every round for the W Series. The first one we've mentioned is on the 26th. So that will be the Sunday, won't it? So the Sunday morning before um, the Grand Prix happens. And in terms of what cars they use, in the W series, it's uh, designed, it's a, basically the Tattoos F3T318. Now the W series race car will be the Tattoos F3T318, a race car homologated to the latest FIA Formula 3 specification. The Tattoos F3 chassis features side impact panels, front and rear carbon impact structures, wheel tethers, an extractable seat, and the halo system. So, it's pretty much, I would compare that to like the Formula Regional car, of which um, the W Series will be using. And when you look at the mission and what the W Series is aiming to do in the future, rather than relying on those with backing, it's going to be very much about talent, which is what we want to see, girls, isn't it? Hannah, we begin with you. I completely agree. I think it's, for me, W Series... I like the fact that I'll see seeing more female racers coming through. It's brilliant providing role models, even for drivers. I think there was maybe a bit of criticism that, oh, these weren't young up and coming drivers wanting to get into Formula One. 
But then I would argue, why would age or gender or anything be a prelude to a drive wanting to succeed? And I like the fact that the inaugural series as well, it was free to enter. You didn't have to bring sponsorships. You had a 1.5 million prize fund with the um, with Jamie Chadwick receiving half a million dollars and the remaining 1 million being split between the rest of the drivers on the grid, which allowed them to fund other campaigns. I, think, I don't think every driver off that grid could be the first female Formula One over 40 years, but it'll allow them the platform to either push forward into Formula 3 or push forward into other high-ranking series. We've got a lot of talented drivers in things like, for example, the Ferrari Challenge Europe, World Endurance, Asian F3 Championship. The only gripe I do have, and it's not a gripe with W Series, but it's the championship points offering. Formula Regional and Asian F3 are the same, running the same same machinery as W Series, but actually only get 15 championship points as Formula Regional Asian F3 get more. And I would say it's it kind of sits at the perfect opportunity for me to allow young drivers to come up from karting to get their first, this could for a lot of drivers, be their first or second experiences of single-seater machinery, but allow them that platform, especially having the pressure of being on the F1 calendar now, to get the publicity needed and the sponsorship needed to push forward into F3, F2, and hopefully F1. So I think overall for WCs, it's an incredibly exciting year. And the fact that they put their core message at their forefront and seek to inspire so many young women, I think can't be understated. Mm-hmm. Izzy, how important is the W Series to motorsport? I mean, I don't know whether people have been asking for an all-women's championship, but do you see the uh, the W Series the right way to go in the long term? Well, I think, as, as Hannah said, it's a, it's a really great stepping stone for young drivers or for drivers that need the opportunity um, to jump into uh, single-seaters and then to step into you know, the, the F3, the F2, the hopefully F1. Um, I think I really ascribe to the to the see it to be it principle, um, which is something that W Series explicitly says that they're, you know, that's sort of one of their motivators. I know that whenever I've got a career goal, I look for a woman that I can emulate and I, or I look for someone that I can see myself in to, to emulate. And I think it's so important for young girls to be able to see these women you know, young girls that are thinking about wanting to go karting or are karting, um, that they see these women and they know that they can also get there. So in, in that respect, I, I think it's really difficult. And I think W Series have said they'll know they've been successful when they can stop doing it because they don't need to keep addressing the imbalance uh, in within motorsport. Um so I think it's not something that's necessarily going to be around for years and years and years and stay. Hopefully we can redress the imbalance um, and then we won't need it because it will have done its job. And my interpretation with the W Series is projects like this need to be given time. So do I see it being around in like 20 or 30 years time? Probably not, because I feel that it can really become a market and all of a sudden merge together with another championship that's already there. You know, like with the Formula Renault Euro Cup and um, the Formula Regional European Championship that's tied together now as the Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine. That's the kind of route I think that they may choose to go down, but put together some form of criteria that allows women to be involved. So, you know, whether it's like 50% men, 50% women involved, I'm not 100% sure, but you want to have the best drivers in there. 
and yes, it's great that we're having to see more female drivers, not just racing in W Series, but you've got those like Amda Alcabasi, who's racing brilliantly in the um, Italian F4, Maya Vug, likewise. They still need to show that they've got it, not just the fact that they are a woman, or they are women, I should say. That's my, that's my argument. But I think the W Series is going down the right route, and clearly David Coulthard, who's one of the ambassadors for the series, you know, man or woman, if you're good enough, you're good enough. And I think that's the, that's the kind of attitude that we should, we should have as well. And Jamie Chadwick, who's won the championship in 2019 with a lot of her experience, clearly she's perhaps the closest to being in a Formula One seat, given that she's now a development driver at Williams. And you look at Jessica Hawkins, who's recently been taken on at Aston Martin as a driver ambassador, not 100% sure what the role entails, but it, it's an advert. These women are becoming an advert for the future, are they not, um, Hannah? I would say so. I think it's a difficult situation and you need to find that balance between, oh, we are promoting more women in motorsport and we just have a woman here. To say we've got a woman here, I, th- and I think that's maybe the difficult thing that teams previously have been criticised for. Obviously, Jane Chadwick's doing a brilliant job in the Women's Development Programme. And I'm excited to see Jessica Hawkins' role with Aston Martin. I think that, especially with the work that they've done to have with Racing Pride and the things like that, they're kind of growing their platform as a team as well. So it's nice to see that kind of progression. And I think, as Kevin said, with WCs, the thing that I like about it is the idea of you are going to have lots of female role models coming through the sport, I think. There's always going to be an argument of, yes, you want the best in the sport. But we've also seen in other series, that you don't always have the best in the sport you have a lot more money to play with or influence whereas for me the WCA's grid are some of the best of the best female racers out there getting their chance and their opportunity to show themselves in a field where even though it is about female racers the, their gender doesn't matter so much I think there was a difficulty say with for example Tatiana Calderon in F2 or with Sophia Palacio in F3 where if they had a bad race, it was so hyper-focused on the fact that they were women, it meant that they couldn't have a bad race. And I think it's nice to be able to have that field and that opening opportunity for female drivers to say, we're going to play on a level playing field, we'll show our talents and hopefully get up the grid. I think it is an inter- it's an interesting time for W Series. I hope that people kind of give it, that don't just take on the fact that it's just female drivers and look at it and go, oh, I won't like it for the sake of it. I would say to anyone who's not sure about the series, just to watch a race because you've got talent, incredible tracks, incredible drivers. And I think of all of them, it could be one of the highlights of the sports series calendar this year because it's just going to be such close fighting up and down the grid. There's more developments that need to be done as well, Lizzie, with how this W Series plays out. And whilst you may see a lot of them that's currently on the grid that are probably not going to be in Formula 1, it's the young guns who are going to be the future female drivers in Formula One. Like you look at um, Marta Garcia, who's won one of the races at Norris Ring two years ago. And other drivers like Ira Sidakova, who has already raced in the Formula Three Asian Championship. She could be someone of the future, should she prove herself in the W Series. And I think when you don't see too many women being involved in the single seats championships, either because of backing or because they're not as good as other drivers who are probably men. 
this is the whole thing about the W series is building that experience and proving to them in a Tattoo's Formula 3 car, which may not sound like the same as a Formula 3 car that's designed by Delara, it's still something. And it's still something to show that they've got what it takes to be involved in motorsport in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone needs a, a chance and we kind of, we don't bat an eyelid at all of the, the young boys and, and men that are the same age as, you know, like, the seven, I mean, Irina Sidakova's 17. Um, there's lots of sort of 17, even younger than that in, in F3. And we were like, yeah, great, go for it. You know, supporting them every weekend, they can all have a chance. Um, there's no difference in any of these drivers. They all deserve a chance. Um, and I think what's really great about W Series is obviously they don't have to pay to race. And I think that's really important because I think people on the outside kind of assume that because they're women, they're the ones that stand out. And that means it's really easy for them to get sponsorship. But that's not necessarily the case. I mean, a lot of the, the brands that traditionally sponsor motorsport have audiences that are male, so then don't necessarily want to sponsor a female. Um, so hopefully sort of brands that are aimed at females will start to clock on that, you know, there are lots of women watching racing and it's a great base, place for them to advertise and that will make it easier. Um, but, you know, I think that's something unique about WCs that's, that is uh, really important for, for these women to, to give them that chance and that stepping stone. What about the race weekend format then? Because I've just looked on the um, W Series website and there's a half an hour practice session on the on the uh, 25th of June at the Red Bull Ring, which is a, that's a Friday, isn't it? So it's a Friday the 25th and then qualifying on the 25th as well. So it's a half an hour qualifying session. And then June 26th, which is a Saturday, not a Sunday. So I do take my word back for what I've said. Uh, the race is on the Saturday. It's a 30 minutes plus one lap event like they do in um, the Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine. You look at the race weekend format, is one race per weekend enough to prove themselves? Because I think two races with a reverse grid maybe could be the way to go to not only show that they are quick over the course of one lap, but also racecraft. How do you interpret this one, um, Hannah? Is one race enough per weekend? I don't think it is. I can't agree with you on this, Tom. There is there is that difficulty. I think it also hides the problem of not very many tracks on the F1 calendar being able to handle having multiple support series and kind of timing issues as well. Obviously, we know with one, one of the weekends they'll be sharing it with, for example, Silverstone, they'll be sharing with F2, they'll be sharing with F3 later in the calendar. And I think it does create the highlight of maybe W Series should have had I think the practice session qualifying relatively straightforward. I think the formats work quite well for it. But considering they've gone from I think it was six rounds with one non-championship round in 2019 to eight rounds, it's nice to see the calendar growing. But I think especially when you're going to go and do the flyaways, it would have been better to have that level of having two races, one especially with that reverse grid format. I think that would have especially made it a lot more competitive, especially if you've got some drivers that maybe obviously rookie drivers new into the series or new back into single seaters, they're going to need that time to adjust. And it, we've seen throughout all the sports series this year, reverse grids are probably one of the best things that come to motorsports, especially in those early stages, 
because they allow a variety of drivers to show their racecraft. And I think it's unfortunate that they don't have them. It's maybe something, given the logistics, maybe they just weren't able to, but hopefully maybe going forward, say for 2021, if they're staying on the F1 Sports Series calendar, get them two races a weekend, get them more dedicated weekends themselves and highlight it. Because I think it is difficult to show your talents in eight races. And especially, for example, if you struggle around the Red Bull ring, you are effectively screwed for the first two rounds of the championship and it could affect any title prospects. So I would say they need to look at more races, but considering they only had six last year, I would say it's a better situation. Is it your thoughts on the schedule itself? And I have to agree with Hannah. I think that you need to have two races at each venue you go to, but is it a matter of a cost thing? Yeah, I, I'd have to agree as well. I think, you know, it is great that they've gone from six to eight. Um, and, I and um, you know, reverse grids produce some excellent racing. And I know that, you know, having binged the W Series documentary, <laughs> I do know that they ran a reverse grid, a non-championship reverse grid race, uh, I can't remember which round, but one of the rounds last year, and it was like produced some amazing racing. Um, you know, they reversed the whole grid, not like, I guess, because it's a slightly smaller grid, not like, you know, in um, F2 and F3, they reversed the top 10 or the top 12. Um, and yeah, it, you know, produced some great racing. So I know that that would produce racing that people would want to watch having a second race that was reverse grid. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe it's maybe it's they need some more backers to help them put that on. You know, you don't know. I mean, what's great about W Series is that it's a young championship, and you know, we've seen it grow from six to eight races between 2019 and, and this season. Um, and then hopefully, getting the publicity of being on an F1 weekend will allow them to then further expand the racing program. But yeah, no, I do think that they need um, more racing because I think that'll leave the drivers better able to sort of prove themselves over a longer period and you know consistency is something that's really important yeah i perfectly agree as well let's do some predictions this weekend guys that will begin with qualifying and the race izzy will start off with you who do you think will qualify on pole and who do you think will win the first race of the 2021 w series Um, I hope we know that I hate predictions. Um, I think I might say Marta Garcia to qualify on pole because I think she was quite quick um, over a lap uh, in the first in, in 2019. Um, and then I think I'm going to have to say Jamie Chadwick to win just to be safe. I'm not going to push the boat out. Or maybe I'll push the boat out in my predictions later on in the season when I've, we've seen a, seen a race. Yeah, we need some racing to review on, don't we? To have an idea as to who is uh, quick and who is not. Hannah, your predictions for this weekend. Pole sitter and race winner. Pole sitter, I think I'm going to go with Emma Kamalainen. I think she was very, very fast in 2019. And I think this year she'll be willing to get out of the box quite early, especially because she retired and withdrew from the first two rounds of the championship so she knows how important it'll be and in terms of the race victory I've got to agree with Izzy I think I've got to go for Jamie Chadwick not necessarily oh just because she's the most well-known driver but and the reigning champion but I think she's going to be incredibly buoyed by the fact she got the podium in extremely in a very difficult race for her and she's one of drivers that's had 
some regular driving across kind of the break. And so it should be relatively fresh, whereas there's some drivers that have had nearly over a year of absence from racing and then kind of only just getting back to it now with the return of W Series. So I'll say Jamie's going to be the one to watch and I'll probably be the race winner. Okay. My prediction is that I think Weitzkowitzer will take pole and the race victory. I just think the Red Bull ring is the kind of circuit that she likes. I can't remember if she's already raced there before, but she most certainly would have been done some simulator work or some, you know, Assetto Corso or F1 2020 on that circuit. And I think it's a track which she'll absolutely love to do well in. And I think she'll take pole in the race win. I know Jamie Chadwick has already got experience in the Formula Regional European Championship last year. But I just think Witzel will just have the edge. So Witzel is my pole sitter and race winner for the W Series on Sunday. But we'll find out soon enough. We'll bring the show to an end, girls. Thank you for listening to today's episode for the W Series. Next week, Hannah will be back with me to review the opening round of the season in Austria. From Izzy, Hannah and all of us at Mid Sport Week, enjoy the racing this weekend and it's goodbye.